Welcome back to Screenfish Radio. I am so glad you could join us this uh, this day, which sounds so official to say it that way. Join us this day. The most exciting part of this is not that I get we get to talk about this. It's the return of the Marvelettes. <laughs> so excited! <Woo>! Yay! <laughs> welcome back, Dina and Mira. Welcome back to you both. Thanks for having. And to Chewy. Who is here for the first time? Uh, well, Bacchus, technically, she does. Qualify. She's got a lot to say about uh, Ant Man. <laughs> <laughs> she does. The similarities between Ant Man and some Star Wars stuff is just. Oh, ridiculous. I'm so there for that. I am so there for that. <laughs> for this film, it particularly will work. Um, <laughs> um, I would like, I was wondering and hoping that you would both talk to me. A little bit on your thoughts on phase four because everybody seems to have feelings and now we have moved out of it we've moved we've really moved past the the thanos era is now long gone and with uh, with black panther uh the second black panther wakanda forever that phase is now complete and we're moving into phase five of i think probably 800 phases or whatever they're planning um but I, I would love to hear from you two, your thoughts, your feelings on phase four, what we've seen over the last couple of years, and, you know, just, just how, you, how you felt that all worked out. Go, go first, Dina. Dina's uh, feelings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I said this before. I mean, Black, Black Widow was just a nothing burger, right? It was just the backstory of the backstory. It was fun, great. But that, to me, is not, I don't see that as, like, the start of anything um you know chang chi was was good i like actually like the movie and so that was kind of the entrance to that and and then it kind of just i just wasn't as invested i mean the shows were some of them were okay one division i wasn't thrilled with until i got to the end and i was like oh my god there's something here like it led up to this moment right i loved one no, division all fight okay i had some feelings so but but i yeah. did i loved what they led up to then it gave me hope and I was like cliffhanger great um but after that I just there was no lead up there's no culmination of something it was like the multiverse and then you're like great give me something and it was like fizzled out mm. an angry woman wanting her children back okay great but there was no big bad for me and I think that's what with with Thanos it was like we knew we knew something big was happening so phase four for me was just a I'll describe it as a nothing burger so I'm hoping hmm. I will be different with Kang. I am very hopeful uh, because of the way the storyline of Kang is and the very, the different variations and variants of Kang. Yeah. Boss is just the opportunity there is massive than just the multiverse is open and it's, is it Cthune? Is it not Cthune? Is it Wanda? Who's the big bad? And it just fizzled out for me. Um, hmm. And Black Panther was just a dedication to chad and i don't think it really meant anything other than the dedication to him as a movie mm. sorry steve but that's just the facts of it right i mean to me yeah okay now we have a new black Panther, great but it was just sort of, sort of like a thank you chad movie yeah and I, that was touching it just didn't go yeah. anywhere oh you cut me real deep shrek you cut me I, <laughs> don't i know <laughs> one that kind of skirts there right and that's yeah. it those are my thoughts on phase four i am um, too many things yeah. that they had. it wasn't quality because they had too many things to spit out 
shows and movies. And so you can, you noticed. So I feel like they stepped into the shows really well in phase four. So I was thinking that maybe part of the reason that phase four felt weird or different, it's kind of like how the Eternals, nobody was like, that was so different from what we're used to, but it was intentionally different, right? Mm -hmm. Different director, the style, like fit her, the slow build on the story fit her. Um, so I think it was meant to be different, which I think is actually a smart strategy, right? Like uh, often the sequel is not as good as the original. Why? Because the original was such a good surprise that yeah. you're expecting it to be bigger and better. And it's really hard to follow such a great act. So I, th I think it was a smart call to go for different. And I think prior to phase four, I would have said DC holds the market on the TV shows and Marvel holds the market on the movies. Um, and I think that actually Marvel did a good job of challenging that because I liked WandaVision. I, I know Falcon and the Witch's Soldier wasn't fabulous, but I didn't think it was that bad. Um, I really liked uh, Loki. Like I think there, there and um, uh, She-Hulk also, I know a controversial one, but like, I think it's- it's oh, canceled. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> like I, I like the way they're interweaving the story more. Um, so that there's, there's kind of a connection, right? The end of WandaVision was the, was the Easter egg about Dr. Strange and like, I, I, it's creating a timeline. Yeah. I guess I didn't saw, I didn't see the tie-ins with the shows other than Loki and WandaVision. I'm so clueless with this stuff. Like the only tie-in I saw is WandaVision leading to Dr. Strange, Loki leading to quantum media and the Kang and opening up the stuff, but there's no other show that, I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I I'm, I didn't really like the other shows, so. Yeah. Um, those are the only two that I actually really liked because they had yeah. a tie-in to something. Uh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, I, I don't want to be a grumpy grump. Uh, today's a good positive one, right? Yeah. You can be grumpy grump. That's okay. You can be a grumpy grump, but I think you're horribly wrong. But I... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could say tie-ins. It doesn't tie in. Yeah. Tying into things we haven't got to yet. Because mm. we all know they've been setting up Young Avengers for like two years now. Right, they are. Yeah. Um, but but the payoff hasn't been there. Um, mm. So I, I would give you a couple of hot takes, I think, on this one. And I say hot takes because it makes it sound more important, but it really isn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say that and, and um, and this is honestly, there are two problems. One of them is the amount of content that they decided to shove down our throats. So that to me goes back to Bob Chapek. I'm thrilled that Bob Iger's back, back behind, Agreed. back behind the Disney desk. Um, but Chapek's a Chapek. I mean, they were both going full in on Disney Plus. They were, but we never got a break. So mm. I told all the quality over quantity you'd have too much spitting out too much it, it really was starting to show and yeah. listen there were shows i thought that dealt with things that were very important um i think black uh black, not black widow um she hulk and um falcon and the winter soldier were very important shows that didn't stick the landing for me mm -hmm. i thought falcon winter Soldier. the best part about falcon and the winter soldier was when they brought the commentary in uh, when they tried to do a Marvel show, I was like, what, what are you guys doing? Because the rest of it just yeah. wasn't working for me. Yeah. Um, 
So I think the content, amount of content, which was now again, the pandemic also affected all of this. Like WandaVision was never supposed to start phase four. I, I was wrong when we were talking before, Dina, because Black Widow was the first film, but WandaVision came out six months before that. But technically, wasn't Falcon and the Winter Soldier supposed to go first? And yeah. then WandaVision? Yeah. It was. But WandaVision and Falcon had run their course before Black Widow hit right. Disney Plus. Yes. Um, and uh, so, but but here's the other thing. And this is this is my my hot take that I, I please feel free to fire back. I think the biggest problem with phase four was the fans. And and I will say why. Phase four is phase one with a much, much, much bigger budget. But we have gotten we phase one built to phase three, so much so that they're calling it a saga. Mm. It's the infinity saga. And then the closed door, it's done, it's over. So now they're starting another saga. But I think everybody is still living off the high of Endgame and expect everything to be Endgame. Now, again, it's a much bigger universe now. It's massive. We have Disney Plus now. I think the Disney Plus show has been hit and miss. Loved Miss Marvel. Loved Loki. WandaVision. I still think WandaVision is one of the best things that's been on TV in the last 10 years. I just think it's remarkable. Um... And and Hawkeye was a lot of fun. I liked mm -hmm. Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. I wish I didn't, but I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio did a really good Kingpin. He, but he's the best. He's yeah. the best. I want he's more. Best. I want to show just just about him doing bad stuff around town. <laughs> if you thing. say that out loud, someone will hear you, and it will happen. I I want <laughs> it just happen. Yeah, I'd love that. But this is the thing: is if you say that, then there like you can whisper. I, I, I want to be careful that I don't say that too much about anything because they, they're, they're going to make a Disney they're show. They're going to make a everybody. show, yeah. <laughs> a spinoff of a spinoff of a spinoff, yeah. I'd like a Disney Plus show about that computer from She-Hulk. Always, <laughs> always listening, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I would love to hear what you think about this because to me, I mean, we are in a very different world. When, when, when this started, it was Iron Man and was it 2009? Mm. Eight. Like eight. Fifteen years ago. Fifteen years ago, 2008, Iron wow. Man. Yeah. It was five movies and an Avengers movie. It was a total experiment. And of those five movies, let's not go through rose-colored glasses. About two of them are good. Yeah. For the Avengers. Like, it was exciting because they were doing something new. Yeah. And we didn't have a gluttony of content. But they weren't great. <laughs> like Thor is, Thor You're was right. fun, but it's not great. I Incredible Hulk is fun. It's everybody hates it. Yeah. Iron Man Two is garbage. Um, still, and I think Phase Four is exactly the same thing. They're setting up like this is why you know, Dina, you say there's no payoff. There can't be, because they want to pay it off in four years. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, what do you guys think? I mean, I already know it's leading to, to Secret Wars, right? We already know there's going to be Avengers, Kang Dynasty, like all of the stuff I'm excited for. It's just, there's no grabby grab at me to say, hold on for the ride. It's coming. It, there's just nothing. There's just yeah. nothing. 
for me now. I don't know if that's going to change because I'm being optimistic and hopeful now. But yeah, I, I just feel as though I already know what's coming because it's been announced, right? Yeah. Super pumped. Kang Dynasty. I'm super pumped. But it's, what do we, what do I have to put up with to watch until I get there? That happens. Yeah. I can't, like for me to have to sit through Doctor Strange and be like, I want to get out and leave. I've never had that with Marvel Phase 1 as horrible as some of them may have been but you're right it is the fans because now i'm spoiled and i don't know the difference and now because before I yeah like so it is us but that's their fault you see yeah they've set me up to believe that there's the best is yet to come and now i feel like their quality is lacking and because they're moving too fast i like that that was a good insight is part of the quality lacking is they're moving too fast and we've (laughs) lost we've lost anticipation, right? Sometimes the, like the most delicious part of something is the anticipation of it. And we've lost that because we've, we've fed into, and you're right, the pandemic definitely has driven this and all the streaming services doing the same thing with all sorts of content. It's how fast can you push out how much content um, to keep people? Cause if you don't, they're, you're, they're just going to drop your streaming service and pick up another one. But okay. I'm, oh, okay. I, I want to come back to something. Dina, you said, what, what's the title of Avengers 5 and 6? What Kang Dynasty 5. Kang Dynasty and what? What do you mean? If what's Avengers the one after that? What's the, yeah, Secret Wars. Yeah, Secret Wars is like the, the thing. Secret yeah. Wars infinity thing. Is okay. the, everybody knows that because they've had to announce it because they couldn't tease us in the movies. Nobody announced it initially right in phase one they just kept because they gave us little teases and now i'm sitting around saying oh i already know secret wars is coming so i guess i gotta hold on all the crappy content that you're pumping out gotta watch it for easter eggs and what's next so that's but that's my point that's exactly my point dina they never had to announce they didn't even tell us the title of endgame after infinity war yep they they didn't tell us but they, they here's my here's my theory they only announced that at comic-con last year yes. because the yeah. fans were so freaking impatient mm. they had to say show us where we're going what's the next big event because i need the next big event because we had endgame and you're giving me small little movies about single people you're giving me oh, shang chi oh. which is is great but where's it going because they have to see the end they have to see the end already and it's made it so much more frustrating because people are like, I just want a next, I just want the next big event. Yeah. And I think that's, to me, that's a real problem. Is this yeah. like the fact that they had to announce secret wars four years before they're supposed to do so, it. Or, yeah. It's just, you're burying the lead. Like you're just like, okay, great. Thank you so much. You told us. Yeah. Now I just want to know who you put in there. Is it going to be the same as what I know from what I know? And, the, and then yeah. you're like, but you're right, Steve, we're, we're constantly chasing that first high right like we we were so high off of infinity and the infinity saga i mean the whole book is like the, the series is called infinities like it led up to this and then yeah. you're like now i just have secret wars i'm holding on to thinking but it's what do i have to put up with between now and then and what, are you going to give me something that ties it all together and i just <sighs> don't gonna get that Okay, my brain is going crazy because these feel like so many metaphors for life. Sorry, I know that's not the point of our discussion, but like, I'm all there. there. 
Love right? it. Yeah. Like, like wanting to know the future and being sure of it. Right. And if, if you do, or you don't believe in a deity, like, why can't I just be made? Why can't I know the whole plan? Well, here we go. Here, here's a real life social experiment of knowing the whole plan. And man, is it bottoming out and fall, falling flat? Not so great for us to know the whole plan beginning to end. There's a certain sense that we don't, I think we are obsessed with knowing where things are going to go, that we lose yeah. sight of the journey to get there. And that yeah. sounds so cliche. No, it's so true. Yeah. We yeah. don't live in the present. Yeah. We're not fully in the present because we're thinking about what happens next. And I, I have to say yesterday coming out of the Ant-Man movie, I was not thinking about the future. I literally was just happy. Was it good two hours? Ride the ride. I went on a ride. Yeah. There was no, they weren't trying to plug things in for the sake of plugging it in. It was just, yep. here's the ride, get on, yep. strap on, and you're on, to, you're off to go. And it was just a nice way to land. Like I really yep. liked the way it even ended. And I wasn't thinking about what's next. Well, that's a lie. I, I thought about Kang I don't. I doubt that yeah. severely. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking yeah, about but, what was next after but it's only because that's so freaking cool that they're the different variations of, so it depends on the movie or the series right that can take you outside of thinking about it but yeah all like the state of the mcu at the moment um meh and i'm saying that and that's that's pretty more than it but it's not going to stop you from engaging in everything that they no that absolutely. they push out right yeah no, because but it changes I, it. It changes the way we do it. Sorry, yeah, Dina. I've just been spoiled, and I've they've they've given me too much, and now they're giving me little pieces, and I'm just not. And again, it's not their maybe their fault to a certain extent, but it is. It's us. It's the fans, right? Mm -hmm. Um, it's and anyway, I just can't. I can't shift my mindset. Yeah. But after yesterday, I feel feel okay. Yeah, uh, I I would love to talk to you. I'm just finishing up with phase four here. Is there anything in particular that you noticed? Like now that it's it's we've closed the book on it. Mm. Any anything that, was it truly random to you, or did it feel like there was some sort of overarching theme? Because I would argue that every phase so far has had an overarching theme. I mean, there's many themes to the story. Yeah, like I, I, I think the laying the backstory, I think giving people their arc, like even people who are newer or introducing newer characters and building their arc quickly has been kind of a phase four thing because they, you couldn't lay the foundation that fast for, you know, the, the Infinity Saga, right? It was like, you yeah. live heroes, look, look how much they rise. And then you get into phase four and it's like, hey, you know the guy you just met? Like, that Evan Peters, right? You remember him from the uh, thing? Aren't you? Aren't you now hooked on him as an MCU fan? And you're like, no, because he was in Fox, and I saw him in the movie. And you're like, but you yeah. talk. Or same with Doctor Strange, and you're like, okay. I mean, I met I met this girl once, right? Now I feel like I have to know her and love her, and so I feel like they're laying, and and Hawkeye the same thing. I feel like they're laying the different, they're they're doing the arc story too fast, but it's still you're still hooked on them. I mean, you're not not invested. It's just they're trying to speed up the process. Yeah. I, sorry. No, go ahead. I, I was done. Um, I feel like they're hooking into social justice issues a lot more definitively um, in phase four. So it feels feels more like an anthology than like a, a, an arc, right? Like a series of of unrelated stories that 
we're trying to find the thread through, but I think backstory, character development and social justice issues, right? Like Falcon and the Winter Soldier was all about displacement and refugees and on a global landscape. She-Hulk really was about um, uh, gender stereotyping and uh, I think um, uh, gender violence a little bit understated. I know I'm, I'm stretching it to say that, but um, yeah, I feel like that that was a little bit, um, the, um, the Eternals I think was really leaning into like, uh, when, is there ever a point when one person or one group's rights get to supersede another group's rights, uh, right? Is there, is there more value or do you put more weight one way or another and how do those things kind of work together? So it feels like they were being much more direct in leaning into social issues phase four. That'd be my take. Yeah, I could see that. I could see both of those, actually. I could see that. Like, certainly there was a passing of the torch going on, and there was also more of a focused, like, even Eternals, in some ways, I thought Eternals was was more speak, was trying to show you uh, a new type of equality mm. rather than rather than saying it. They're trying to show it. Um, but, I mean, for me, for me, Phase 4 was all about grief. Mm. It was all about trauma and grief. And uh, like phase one is the introduction. It's and phase two is the dark side of heroes. And phase three, uh, what was phase three? I forget what phase three was. But um, but phase four is to me have been all about trauma and grief. It has not been fun. Um, yeah. Because every see, She Hulk is the one that bugs me. I it's. I, I said the same thing about She-Hulk that I say about the Boba Fett series is I shouldn't care more about the side characters in your show than the person that the show yeah after. I just didn't think the writing was as good as they thought it was. The last the, the last couple episodes, sure, but yeah, man, the potential was there. Terrible. Yeah. Dina wasn't a fan either, but yeah. Was, oh, I, anyway, that's but I mean, this, the overarching theme yeah. it, it was grief, and I think that's why black panther was so perfect because it was the it was the like you i know dina you said it was a it was a tribute to chadwick and it absolutely was but it was processing that grief and the whole thing every single thing that i can recall talked about the blip at some point mm. everything talked about the blip and and with the mark that that left on the culture or some sort of personal trauma um and uh i i that's i just really think that that was where they were going at and it's not a fun thing to do a you know 10 or 12 or 15 you know projects yeah, yeah. about because yeah. you know there was when they mentioned the blip it's almost now like they're talking about covid yeah. and impacted all of us whether it be people who are homeless or whether it be people who lost their jobs. And even though they talk about the blip, the meaning of it has changed to all of us because we're like, oh man, they're saying blip, but we just went through this like for a couple of years, right? Where we're like, we're watching yeah. people having to get their lives back. So that really hit me, I think yesterday when we were, um, when we were watching the, the MN movie. And I think that, that you're absolutely right. It is about grief for phase four. And I did like Black Panther that everybody that was feeling the grief was real. They lost their friend. They lost mm -hmm. their 
are wasn't something that it was just part of a script. It was actually the emotion was real. And I and like I'm getting chills just thinking about it because it's true. They all lost their friend and co-star and some of them were best friends with him. Mm. Like Ryan Coogler was best friends with Chadwick and, you know, George, uh, Michael uh, B. Jordan was best friends with him. So you could feel the emotion with the co-stars yeah. and taking the, the mantle, right? Shuri kind of taking on the Black Panther. I think I watched the thing where she said, it was a huge responsibility. I went to Ryan saying, do you think that Chad- Chadwick would be okay with this? Like, mm. I you know, and it was so personal because they lost their friend. So you're right. Mm. It is, it's funny. We started with WandaVision all about grief and tied it up with Black Panther with the grief and how to deal with it and what's next. And that I love that. That's uh, right on, Steve. So there you go. That's the only thing that I will say I liked about Black Panther. Uh, visuals the and the real the grief was real yeah it was it, no but it was yeah. the pain was real you could feel it um, even during the funeral scene so <clears throat> i got to uh i got to interview the woman for uh, forgive me her name uh who just because i can't think of it right now who played the shaman in in the film and she uh she did the funeral she led you, the fun- that's awesome i'll have to check yeah, that out cool. it's on yeah. it's it's on youtube um on the screenfish site you can find us and like and subscribe and no <laughs> um like i have truly uh oh i'm gonna i'm gonna mess it up i feel i if i say her name um but anyway i was talking to her about that and i talked because she she i uh, to be careful of spoilers i know we're always spoilery on this one but just in case someone hasn't seen black panther because that's not what we're talking about today she handles two funerals in that film and uh of course only one of them is genuinely real but they said this was their collective funeral this yeah. was uh this was That's- their collective funeral as a cast yeah for for chadwick's death yeah you could feel it, honestly, in that scene, like it was felt. So I think that's a really good way to put a bow on phase four is that it started with grief yeah. in the most beautiful way, which was one of my favorite parts of WandaVision, right? Is that they focused on, you know, you have to you have to persevere and you have to rise above. And, you know, that means that you really love someone and it's okay to, 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 have, to, to be grieving. Uh, uh, and now with, with Black Panther and yeah, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but that end scene and sort of the passing on was yeah. a way to wrap it up. Yeah, that's, I, that was, that was to me, I think because I like pulling back and, and whereas, you know, when you're on the, the interwebs and the socials and everybody focuses on project to project, mm. I like pulling back and saying, okay, I see what they were trying to do. And there were some projects that they did that I thought were garbage. There were, Mm-hmm. The fact that uh, the fact that I hear that Sam Raimi didn't even watch WandaVision when he made Doctor Strange bothers oh, me to crazy. no end. Like that's yeah. like yeah. Anyway, which is why they don't make sense together. But yeah. um, I see what the arc was, and I'm like, okay, so this this is how it fits in. So I may not have liked this project, or even this particular or this episode or something. And that's a funny thing because. It's, it used to be just films, and now because a series is six to ten episodes, 
if three episodes are bad, it feels like you've watched 10 movies in that thing. It's just such a different way to consume media. Yeah. Um, but but I, 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 I actually appreciate phase four because I felt like it was complete. Mm. Um, even even the weak spots. But not standalone. Is that what you're saying? Complete, but not standalone? What do you mean? So in the sense of like, if if phase four was all there was, it'd be like, meh. But because it's connecting the saga of phases one to three to what's coming, which is phase five. I, I think it's more exciting because of that. I think if we all we got was phase four and we had not gotten nothing before it, I think yeah. people would have been a lot more excited about what they got. Sure. Because it would have yeah. been like not nothing to compare to. In, you know, yeah. And at Steve, it wasn't fun. Nobody, I mean, listen, I, I, I liked, okay, grief, little bits here and there. You drink a little bit. I cry a little bit. I get infested. Great. The whole thing. I mean, it's like at the end of the day, we just came out of a pandemic. I mean, I need, give me something light and something like a, like a, you know, something to cleanse my palate, if you will. But it, but for it to be, that is what you took out of phase four. It's just sad. Well, sorry, put that up again. I can't see. It's Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is so ridiculously popular mm-hmm. right now is because in the time of grief, it is yep. the, it's the joy in this show. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but I actually think I so I'm gonna suggest that even though grief was the theme, and I'm I'm totally aligned with you on that. I didn't see it till you said it, but you said it and it made sense. Right. I think actually they did a good job of trying to make the grief bearable, right? So we think about like, and again, I loved WandaVision because to me, I'd never seen anything like that before. And I loved that every episode was a different TV decade, um, which was really neat and how it tied back to Age of Ultron and them talking about like uh, uh, their childhood, Wanda and and the um, and her brother, right? As they were kind of like, they, the connections worked. I thought... Um, yeah, Thor, uh, Ragnarok, and uh, Love and Thunder, which I know is a very not loved film. I think they did a great job of bringing in the levity, like not not to try. Sometimes now the 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 criticism is that you are being too light with topics that were too serious, like cancer in Love and Thunder. But but I think I I, don't, I mean if we're going to talk about how we survive grief in life and how we've all lived through this collective trauma of the pandemic, it's finding the levity in it, right? It's balancing those experiences. Um, and so I, I actually think they did a good job of that. Like, I think uh, the jokes didn't always land and sometimes it fell flat and you're like, what are you doing? But, but you can see the attempt to kind of balance out the heaviness with the lighter moments. I, I'm a big love and thunder defender. Yeah. I actually think it might be my favorite or second favorite Thor film because that franchise it's not great oh my I god I love Hemsworth do this to me please I didn't even talk about Thor I just didn't <laughs> it was such a disappointment to me the only thing that was funny was the goats the goats it literally took everything out of me to say that I didn't like it because I, I, I just, it just to me was Taika Waititi got too confident, thought he could do whatever he wanted because he did so great with Ragnarok and he just 
I just thought he missed the mark completely. I hated Ragnarok. I hated it. I loved Ragnarok. Oh, I just thought Ragnarok made no sense. That's why I, I just hated. I hated what he did with Love and Thunder. I thought it was. Wow. Oh I think it, I I think it makes sense, right? Because it's now told from the point of view of what's his name, the Rock dude, Korg. Korg. Yeah. So he's simple, telling a simple story, right? Gather around children, and so it was that perspective um, on the on the story. I didn't. I mean, I don't think it's the best Marvel film, but I didn't hate it. No, I, I, the only superhero film I flat out ever hated was um, we podcasted on it, Steve, and it was awful. Uh, the uh, X Men one, Dark Phoenix or Phoenix Rising, oh, or I've bad. erased it from my memory. It was so terrible. <laughs> um, but you know, I I give Love and Thunder credit. You know, I, I I'm going to re- rephrase this here. I remember once when I was when I was you know, back when dinosaurs ruled the earth and I was young. Um, uh, I, I'm a huge U2 fan. And U2 got really weird in the in the 90s and their shows got ridiculously huge. And I remember talking to a friend of mine saying like, okay, this Pop Mart tour, this, this thing is, it's, it's enormous. They come out of a giant lemon mirror ball. Like it's just bizarre. And I would never forget what he said. He said, it's their most personal album, so of course they dress it up as the wildest. And I thought that, and I it never, it never left me because they said he his point was that they were being so honest with such difficult topics that they went totally weird to distract from how in depth it was. And this is what I I'm not saying that Love and Thunder was was high art. It's not. Um, but you're dealing with cancer. And, and that's why I say, in some ways, to me, it was the darkest film in phase four. Because you can't kill cancer. Mm-hmm. And even, even the way they did it with Mjolnir and it was trying to help and then it, it came right back. Mm-hmm. I was like, this had better be a silly movie or we're all going to be like ready to, ready to run. Yeah, and yeah and so now i know it's ridiculous and i know that a lot of people hate it and 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 that's totally fine and 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 whatnot but that's why i defend it because i taika did get a lot of rope they gave him a lot of rope so much so that people say oh no he'll he'll never be back blah 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 which i think he may not be but he'll certainly be in other places because taika's a genius that's great stuff a real director i just think he he didn't do well on this one. For yeah, that's, sure. that's yeah. totally fair. But that's but also, why I defended. Well, like the writing wasn't great, so it was it was fine. Like, but it wasn't mm-hmm. the best. So, but I mean, the Thor movies are not really great at the writing anyway. So, right, they're not gifted with that. That's not yeah. storyline. If I held that up against phase a different like phase three or something, I might say, okay, well, it's one of the weaker ones. Maybe so. Maybe the the pool was a little less in this one. That's why I raise it up higher. But yeah. I loved it. I had a blast. I was like, man. And any any show this all comes back to Ted Lasso. Any show that can bring in any character from Ted Lasso automatically gets an extra two points. Right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I have to say that's I think why I liked. I know we haven't started talking about it yet, but I think that's part of why I liked 
Ant-Man uh, and the Wasp Quantumania so much is because in, in my <sighs> hierarchy of things, Ant-Man's probably my least, mm -hmm. the, the, the uh, Marvel character I am least interested in. Like I would, I would pick most other of the, the superheroes above. Um, but I, but, and maybe that's because that was true. And so I wasn't expecting a whole lot. So that whole beginning of our conversation around expectations sometimes sour the experience versus the anticipation of like waiting and being excited and then being fulfilled. But um, yeah, it was, it was so pleasantly complete. And so I, I really enjoyed it. Like it was such a good, and I think a big part of that is because I was like, ah, it's Ant-Man. It's not gonna be that great. But it was actually really good. I'm Thanks. so grateful. Thank you. Um, I'll do my wrap up. Uh, and for you at home, a reminder: you can find us wherever podcasts are available. You can you can find us on YouTube. You can like it, subscribe, and smash that subscribe button if you haven't yet. There's something wrong. I'm just listening to what my kids say, and this is what they all sound like. So that's why I feel like I need to say. Um, but, um, and if you go to the podcast page on screenfish.net, you can download Fishing for More, which are some small group questions that you can have about the, this very big, small movie, uh, as well get the conversation started where you are. Um, I hope we're back next week, but I'm not entirely sure with our scheduling, um, but uh, we keep an eye out. We always have new interviews now coming up each week as well. Um, but until then, thank you both. and. For you at home, we started the conversation. This was Screenfish. That's a wrap.